Welcome to Stepping Up with Toy. I'm your host, Toy Step. This is a space to have conversations about all things faith, family, and fitness. Let's create a whole and healthy life together, spiritually, relationally, and physically. Welcome to the Stepping Up with Toy podcast. I'm your host, Toy Step, and I am so glad that you are here today. Today, we're going to be talking about relationships, and I really feel the tips and the tools that I'm going to be sharing with you can benefit any relationship in your life. Sometimes we hear the word relationship, and we think a boyfriend, a girlfriend, husband, wife, but I really want to give you some tools that will bless every relationship that you have. So if you still live at home with your parents, maybe you have siblings under that roof, those relationships, your neighbors, your coworkers, your roommates, your husband, your wife, maybe your boyfriend, your girlfriend, any relationship you're in, these tips I feel will really, really bless you. So let's get right to it today. Tip number one, Let's look at ways that we can be more interested in others versus interesting. All of us are tuned into that radio station, WIIFM. What's in it for me? And if you really watch as you're listening to someone, if you're watching a program, you're kind of go, oh, what's in it for me? What's in it for me? Until you go, whoa, 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 whoa. Let me shift that. How can I value the person in front of me? How can I value them? And it's just the way we're wired. It's that selfish, right? That flesh. Me, 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 me. Mine, 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 mine. So when you have this little shift in being interested in someone else, you actually become very interesting. It's really It's really cool. And to all my introverts out there, this is going to be a nugget you are going to love. When you walk into a room and you're like, oh my gosh, I really hope nobody talks to me. And maybe you need to be at that social occasion because you're with somebody you love, or it's a work thing and you're like, I got to do this for work. If you can get better at asking the questions, you will do less talking. If you ask people about them and really work at being more interested in them and adding value, value to them, they're going to they're going to do most of the work <laughs> and they're going to walk away from your conversation going, "Wow, she is so interesting." Or, "Wow, he is so interesting" because they felt valued by you. And people don't they just don't get asked about them and they're not given that space to really answer a question with someone who's genuinely interested, genuinely going to listen. So that's that's where you want to think of some questions that you can ask somebody. Jewelry tells a story. When you see someone and you see a piece of jewelry that they're wearing and you genuinely, okay, I'm not talking faking it here, genuinely like that jewelry, ask them about it. Oh, I really like those earrings. Was that a gift or where did you get those? And they'll feel the earring and they'll go, oh, oh, my mom, my mom gave them to me for my 16th birthday. My mom gave them to me, oh gosh, like 28 years ago when I graduated from whatever. And now you've learned a mom, graduation. You've got more things you can ask about 
those earrings because those earrings just told you a story. And then you just ask again, oh, your mom, does your mom live in the area? No, my mom lives up north and she tells you where. Oh, were you born there? Yes. Oh, and maybe you know somebody there. And now you're starting to uncover more about this person. And as you ask questions, you learn more that allows you to ask more questions. And now guess what? You become very interesting and you've done very little of the talking about you. Now, you can interject a little bit about yourself here and there, but for all my introverts again, this is going to be a game changer and you get to value people. It's so fun to value others. It's such a treat. And to my extroverts, sometimes and I'm speaking to myself, we do have stories to share and we like to share, but we also really get to learn about others. And then when we are sharing with them, it can be more common ground, right? We're uncovering things about this person that we do have things in common. And now the conversation is just richer. And again, they leave going, wow, she was very interesting. He was very interesting because we were interested in them. So that is tip number one. Being interested versus interesting when it comes to the people around you. And now let's get specific. Think about that with your family, with your parents. When was the last time you asked them some questions about them? I know I talk to my mom almost every day, and a lot of times I'm just kind of spilling my day with my mom, and I get off the phone. It's like, did I even really ask her about her day? And I might say, how was your day? And she tells me, and she tells me a little bit, and then I just love sharing with my mom. But what a great way to add value to her to really make that phone call's purpose about asking her all about her and her day and not waiting for her to take a breath so I can just tell her all about mine. She's my mom and I know she loves hearing about my day, but what a neat little shift if I really want to fill up her cup or your dad or your grandma, or maybe you have a cousin or your sibling. When's the last time you called and just really invested in them by asking them about them and not just talking all about yourself, or sometimes with siblings, it can be like, oh, did you do what you said you were going to do? Or we become kind of like that second parent, right? Just call them and value them and ask them about them. What about your kiddos? Really looking at what, what is of interest to them. And it might not be something that you're really great at. You know, perfect example for my kiddos, I have an 11-year-old daughter, and I danced forever. I think I came out of my mama dancing, and it was just, I lived for it. I loved it. It's breath for me. Even as an actor, when I moved to Los Angeles, I wasn't dancing the first couple months that I lived there, and I had to find a company I could dance with because God wired me that way. And still, I'll put music on and you'll often find me dancing around my home. It's just a part of me. Whether I'm dancing on the stage or not, I'm I'm dancing. So my daughter, I put her in dance classes and she loved it at first, but sports has really taken on more of a passion for her than dance. And that's okay. As much as I love dance and I loved it when she was dancing, I see that God has wired her differently. And so I really want to do what I can to 
fan that flame and steward that gifting that he's given her and not live out my desires and dreams through her. Now I'm going to share them with her. And I love that dance has given her some grace and she dances around the house and she's coordinated and I see the blessing of dance for her, but she didn't love it the way I still do. And she's really loving soccer. And it's so fun to see her just tackle that ball and the leadership that I'm seeing on her team. The other thing she's really, really great at is arts and crafts type things. I don't love that. I can be artsy and creative. Yes, I'm a creative person. But even today, she was working on a science project and she needs very little hand-holding in that. She just soars where I get a little stressed out. Even the idea of doing the project, mind you, it's not my project. And I'm not one of those parents that I'm doing it for her. She's doing all of it. I took her to the craft store. We bought the supplies. Now I have to keep her, I have to keep her reined in because she is crafty. So our basket could get overflowing, but we both did a really great job. We stayed on target and you should see this project. It's it's incredible. It's way better than I ever could do. And I said to her, I love it, Colby, that you are so gifted and talented in ways that I'm not because it teaches me and I really can appreciate it. So I want to do my best to be interested in her, which also really draws her to me and helps build her confidence. So that's a way that you can apply this with your kids. What are some things that they're doing that maybe you don't know a lot about, and it's not the gifting that you have. That's awesome. Now, God gave you gifts, and I watch my other child. I have a son who's 15. He's really taken up the guitar. Well, I happen to be married to, and his dad is a gifted, gifted musician. And that's been really fun to see how he's respecting his dad and that talent and that gift. And now John is not his guitar teacher. We are paying someone else to teach our son guitar, which is so healthy. (laughs) Little tip, so healthy. And John is just fanning that flame and, you know, adding in things. And he calls his dad in, dad, what about this? Or John can really guide him and coach him. And so it's like the gravy on top, right? The cherry on top. It's it's awesome. And that's something that they do have in common, but there's other things that I see my son really being interested in that are different because he is who God's designed him to be and not myself or my husband or my daughter. So it's fun because you can have both. You can have things that they do that you also are gifted in and absolutely we have influence and there are things that I see my kids are both very musical our home is very musical so when I talk about that people are like are you surprised I'm like no I'm not surprised but sometimes you have musical families and the kids aren't interested at all and sometimes the kids are super musical and the parents aren't I just want to say look at things that they're interested in that you can now be interested in, which draws them to you, and again, makes you very interesting. And then what about your spouse? What about your husband? 
What about your wife? What are ways that you can be more interested in what they're doing? Because that is going to draw them closer to you. And that's what we want. We want that closeness within those relationships. So interested versus interesting. The second tip is speak the love language of your spouse. Speak the love language of your kids. Speak the love language of those people around you that you love. And John and I, my husband, John, we did an episode on this. So you can search our previous episodes. We did an episode on love languages. We even touched on that in our parenting episode. Um, There's some really great tools to help you take like a quiz and better understand and things to look for so you you know, understand what their love language is. There's uh, acts of service, physical touch, quality time, um, words of affirmation, and gifts. And then my husband, John Stepp, would like to say food. (laughs) He's like, food should be one of the love languages. And that's been a great discovery for me and our marriage is food is definitely the way to his heart, along with some other things too. But that's something that when you really look at the people that you love most, how can you speak their language? So you may be an acts of service person and you do a lot for the people around you, but you they don't feel loved by you and you're like, what? I don't understand. I do all these things. Well, they're not an acts of service person. They might appreciate it, yes, but they're a words person. They want to hear, I love you. They want to hear, you're looking really good in that outfit, or man, you smell nice, or whatever it is. Words are their thing. Or maybe you're not a toucher, like touch is not big for you, but oh, they're like Olaf. They like warm hugs. And you're not speaking that language, and you're wondering, well, I'm spending quality time. And they're like, yeah, but you never hugged me. So when you can really understand the love language of those around you that you love, wow, you're just, again, going to add more value and create more of that connection. So take some time, figure out that love language of the people that you love. It's so fun to do with your kids. Uh, Quality time is a big one for both of our kids. And so when we see Maybe they're pulling away or there's just been this constant, you know, you're just, there's, I don't know, bickering or whatever. And when we can get one-on-one, especially with one of our kiddos, whoa, they just lean in more. They're more of a team player. So it is really powerful when you can speak that love language. But again, it takes time. You've got to pause and say, wait a second, what are some of the things that they've been giving That's probably the way they like to be loved. And it might not make sense to you. And this might be a stretch for you because, again, like the whole touch thing, I have friends that are like, uh, they don't like hugs. They're not. So this might be hard for somebody who's like, oh, great. I'm with somebody who's like so clingy and touchy, and I'm not really like that. But you really want them to feel loved. Man, when you speak their language, they're like, oh. Especially if it's not your language, they know you're really loving them. So we've got be interested versus interesting. Understand the love language. So there's that great book, The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And you can get that um, wherever you buy books. And then there's also one for kiddos. And then the third thing I wanted to talk about was just some fun questions 
that you can ask around your dinner tables. And this would be my third tip for this episode. And so here in our home, we call ourselves Team Step. I have my husband, John, my son, Rigby, who's 15, and my daughter, Colby, who's 11. And we more often than not have dinner around our dining room table. We're a busy family. We've got school and sports and ministry and all the things, yes. But this is something that we really work to have that time together because talk about wonderful moments of connection, teachable moments as parents, our kiddos sharing their day. We learn a lot about their passions and what they're up to, their fears, like all of that. And so we have this little box of questions that we sit on our table and sometimes we'll pull out of there or we'll do something we call sweet, sour, and service. So you share a sweet from your day a sour from your day, and then one way that you served someone else that day. So it really gets us focused off of us and onto others. Sweet, sour, service. Or like at the holiday time, like Christmas, I have this little candy cane container thingy that has holiday Christmas questions in it. And then I have these little questions actually that are right here on my desk that Chick-fil-A gave out. And and you can pull them up on your phone and sometimes on date nights, my husband and I will, he'll pull up questions to ask me, he'll pull up questions to ask the kids. So just asking questions that allow you to get to know the people that you love. So we have kiddos, we're married, you might be living at home. Like I said in the beginning, you might have roommates. This is something you can do with your coworkers. Maybe once a week, you go out with some coworkers and you ask some fun questions to get to know the people you're spending a lot of time with. You're spending eight plus hours a day maybe with these people. How can you get to know them better? But before I get to some fun questions that you can ask your kiddos and your family around the table, I wanted to share these nine questions because I had a listener ask actually ask, I referenced in our marriage episode, Communication for Couples, a book that John and I read. And, you know, that was one of our most listened to episodes of 2023, which I think is awesome. But it's kind of crazy to me too, because we've had so many incredible guests. And I just love that that episode with my husband, John Stepp and I was our most listened to. And it wasn't the first episode we did. It wasn't like, well, of course that makes sense because it was the first episode you did. No, I just think people are so hungry for more on creating a passionate, healthy, not flawless, but faithful marriage. And so this was a book that we referenced from before we were even engaged. We knew, and you should listen to the episodes so you hear our story, but we knew This was something special, and it was on track for really what we both wanted was marriage, but we needed some help in communicating. And so there were nine questions that we would ask, and I think we quickly narrowed it down to about three, but that even dwindled to one, one question for 22 years that we have continued to ask. And even as I look at this list, it's not even worded the way we ask it. Isn't that funny? We made it work for us. And that's what I want to encourage you to do. Like as I'm sharing these tips, how can this work well for you? Maybe I'm sharing something that you just give it a little tweak and it works better for your family, for your relationships. But I'm going to just go through these nine and then I'll share the one that we came up with and then give you a few questions that you can ask for fun around your table with your family or your friends. So number one on this list of nine is what was the best thing that happened to you this past week? 
what was the best thing that happened to you this past week? Number two, when did you feel closest to me this past week and why? Number three, when did you feel most distant from me this past week and why? So closest and then distant. Number four, what are you excited about or looking forward to doing in the near future? Number five, what are you concerned about or worried about? Six, what have you recently felt grateful for and why? Number seven, what have you appreciated about me this past week? Number eight, what have you appreciated about yourself this past week? And then number nine, and I would encourage you, if you're really going on dates and wanting to just, and maybe you've been kind of at it with each other, this is a question that can uncover more, which is good, but this is maybe one you would want to wait to ask, but it's, is there anything you're avoiding saying or communicating to me? If so, what is it? Now, I think that's an important question, but I also think if you've been hounding that person about you're not telling me something, you're not, we need to ask some of those lighter questions. We need to ask some of the, you know, when have you felt closest to me? Because that is great uncovering. And that's what John and I really came up with. And the way we word it is, when have you felt most loved by me? this last week. Now, if you're doing date nights twice a month, when have you felt most loved by me these last two weeks? When have you felt most loved by me recently? Could be even how you word that. But that question, when have you felt most loved by me, has been so wonderful and really has helped us learn more about one another. Now, when I think about your kiddos and some fun things you can ask your kids, I love learning more about what makes them tick. And I love teaching my kids to dream. And so my son and I, once my daughter was born, we started going on dates, just him and I. And that has been so wonderful since he was four. And it that's a whole nother episode. But one of the questions I remember asking him is if you could invent a toy or a product, what would it be and why? And I would keep going, oh, tell me more. And what else would you do? And what else would you do? And it was like allowing him to take the lid off the dream tank, right? And just, and what else would that invention do? And and now it's like, I see him in this entrepreneurship really lane and business mind and just the way he thinks. It's just so fun to ask that question now. But that's something fun you can ask around your table. You don't have to be in a, a mother kiddo, like, you know, mother son and father daughter it, it could just be around any group of people if you could invent a toy or product what would it be and why if you could have any superpower what would it be and why that's another fun one again i like answering that question <laughs> that kid in me is like ooh and that changes all the time how would you describe yourself in three words what do you like about yourself What makes you laugh? What made you smile today? How would you describe your family? I love asking our kids that question. 
because some of it you go, okay, that makes sense. And sometimes you're like, wow, God puts a lot of gas in the tank when your kids answer some of these questions. Some of it's in a humor way and some of it's in a real, man, I needed to hear that way. Some is like, whoa, that's awareness and that's an area I need to work on, right? Another fun question, um, just like I ask my husband, when have you felt most loved by me? I ask my kids when I'm on dates with them, when have you felt most loved by me? And it could be this month, this week, today. When have you felt most loved by me this week? Or sometimes it's when have you felt most loved by me on this date tonight? Oh, I like it when you, and they'll fill in the blank. Or, you know, I remember asking my son as just a young, gosh, he was only, I don't know, five, six, probably five years old. And I said, what do you like most about mommy? And he said, everything. And I, we were talking about being specific and just, you know, I'm raising up a husband here, a godly, amazing husband. And he just looked at me and he took me in and he said, I like your face. And I just was like, what do you want, buddy? How many ice creams do you want, right? It's just these really wonderful moments in the art of communicating and teaching them how to think and also allowing that pause to really process a question and then go, hmm, this is what I think, or this is how I would describe myself, or this is something I'm really proud about in myself. Or, you know, even recent, we've been asking them questions about what they would look for in a spouse and, you know, dream vacations or what's your favorite vacation you've ever taken. You know, John and I were on a date night the other night and he was asking me about favorite family memories, favorite family vacations. And we both were answering these questions and it was just so fun to, one, take that trip down memory lane as a child, but also really have that moment with your spouse. And again, we've been married 22 years and I can answer some of these questions for him, like because I've asked them before. But when he asked me this the other day, we got to talk about things that I don't even think I knew yet. And I feel like I know my husband pretty well. So that's another great thing about asking these questions. And I hope you hear some of the resources, like they're out there where you can buy these little boxes and sit them on your table, or you could just have your family members write some fun questions down and put them in a little basket and you just pull from that each night. It's just another way to get to, number one, add value to those you love. And number two, get to know those you love better. So as we go into this month, we are going to be talking about relationships and you're going to hear from a wonderful couple. They're dear friends of mine and John coming up, a mom that really was a mentor to me as a mom and just more of our friendship history and just what she's up to today. And um, We're going to be talking some more tips in those important relationships, even in networking. So I just want to encourage you, continue to tune in. We've got some amazing testimonies from people that have just done incredible things for the kingdom, but wow, some of the hardship and seasons that they've walked through will inspire you. And then as I shared and have been sharing, uh, just this coaching opportunity that I have to come alongside you. If that's something you're looking for, I encourage you just to check out steppingupwithtoy.com. 
and you're gonna see just more offerings. If you're wanting some assistance and getting from where you are to where you wanna be, that is a great passion of mine. And it's just something that I'm spending more time on and I have a, a few spots left uh, for clients over the next few months. And so we'd love to have a conversation with you if that is of interest to you. But as I share in every episode, my hope and prayer is that something that you heard today will just better help you step into each day, each week, each month, and each year. Thank you so much for spending this time with me today. And I hope you know always that you are never alone. And I want you to have a wonderful day. Thanks for listening to the Stepping Up With Toy podcast. If this episode has encouraged you, please share it with your family and friends. Make sure to subscribe, leave us a five-star review, and feel free to reach out to us at steppingupwithtoy at iCloud.com. Most importantly, remember, you are not.